0: Yang Zhi first met Zhang Duan Duan at Lao Gan's Xinzhou restaurant. Lao Gan had a throat problem that created a raspy voice. It was hard for him to talk, but that did not stop him from trying. After Yang polished off five flatbreads and a bowl of mutton soup, Lao Gan came up with a check and sat down to inform Yang what had happened the day before. A man had jumped from the Dahongmen Bridge on Five Ring Road and attempted suicide. He managed only to break a leg. That created a five-car pile-up A speeding Mercedes was turned sideways And sent flying by a Shanxi coal truck in the adjoining lane When it landed, it smacked into a bridge pylon Breaking the pelvis of one of the passengers, a man While the other passenger, a woman, died at the scene There was more to the story The dead woman, not the man's wife, was his mistress A revelation that caused a commotion at the hospital Before the accident was dealt with you can't blame him for being careless, Logan said. It just goes to show you. Too preoccupied to pay Logan attention, Young scooped up his fanny pack. That flour you used for the flatbreads, Logan, it was rancid, he said. So you could tell. But it's not the flour, it's the sesame seeds. The vendor mixed last year's seeds into this year's. You can see a man's true colors in a tiny sesame seed. Have you found the man you were looking for? he added. Yang and Gan were both from Shanxi province, Yang from Jincheng, and Gan from Xinzhou, one from the north, the other from the south. Yang often ate at Lao Gan's diner, not because they were from the same province, but because of the mutton soup. It was top of the line. Like everyone else, Lao Gan bought the carcasses in the local market, but for some reason, his soup just came out better, fresher, richer, and more aromatic, which justified cutting corners with the flatbreads and other dishes, hot or cold. That did not sit well with Young, especially after he heard a rumor that Laugan put opium in the soup to improve the flavor and develop an addiction in his customers. On the night of the twenty-fifth of the previous month, a thief had sneaked into Laugan's house while the family was asleep. It was clearly someone who had not cased the place beforehand and knew nothing about Laugan. Tables, chairs, and stools out front weren't worth stealing and nothing but well-used pots, pans, bowls, and utensils filled the kitchen. So the thief, hoping to find some money, went into the bedroom where the family slept, with the belief that money must be hidden there. But Lalgan never kept his money in the bedroom. Instead, each night after counting the day's take, he wrapped it in a plastic bag and buried it in the sesame seed vat. Seeds on top, money at the bottom, ensuring that his wife and children would not get to it. It was a thief-proof hiding place. The thief searched the room, opening the armoire and chest, even checking the clothes strewn about by the sleeping family and the edge of Lao Gan's pillow, but came up with only three and a half yuan. He squatted by the bed to contemplate what to do next, unaware that Lao Gan had woken up and was silently watching him. When he realized that the thief was baffled, he could not keep from laughing. Now, if he'd called out for help, that would have had little effect on the thief, who had encountered plenty of people doing that. But on this night... What the thief heard was raspy laughter, seemingly coming out of nowhere, which so unnerved him, his hair stood on end, and he ran out, yelling, Thief! He did not leave empty-handed, however. As he sprinted through the diner, he swept up Logan's jacket, which was hanging on the wall. There was no money in the jacket, which was faux leather, sort of like Logan's diner, a tiny place with a grandiose name, Shinjo Restaurant. There was, however, a school kid's arithmetic exercise book in one of the pockets. Many of the vendors from the market next to the diner and migrant workers from the construction site just beyond it ate at Laugan's restaurant. They were there to fill their stomachs, not sample gourmet food, which was why it was possible for him to cut corners. Since these men did not always have enough to pay for their meals, he ran tabs. Lone diners rarely owed anything, since they would calculate how much they'd spend beforehand. It was groups of customers, with one picking up the tab who came up short because people tend to order more when someone else is paying. When the food and drink started running low, the host, wanting to display his generosity, ordered more. They would then run a tab and pay up the next time they came in.